Hey listeners, I recently launched an ad-free Serial Napper feed so that you can enjoy the podcast without interruptions. Elevate your Serial Napper listening experience by joining my Patreon community and get yourself an ad-free feed on Spotify. For just $2 a month, you can become a member today and unlock ad-free episodes while still supporting the podcast. It's super easy. Just visit Serial Napper on your Spotify app and click the button at the top that says exclusive episodes for subscribers. Don't use Spotify for your listening? No problem. Just visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper to get your episodes ad-free and enjoy uninterrupted storytelling while you get your naps in. Mother's Day is almost here. Have you found that truly special sentimental gift for your mom yet? Don't worry, I got you. MyLifeInABook.com is a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature And MyLifeInABook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges that she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your children can treasure forever. Your mom has given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I loved this idea so much that I've started my own My Life in a Book for my children to have. The thought of my son and daughter being able to learn about my life story as they grow into their own adulthood is truly special. It's been an enjoyable journey of self-reflection for me too, with questions like, which one event made the greatest impact on your life? It's brought back memories I didn't even know I had. I love it, and I know your mother will too. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER for 10% off today. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young, and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. Welcome to the first Serial Napper episode of 2022. And I hate saying that, 2022. 2022. (laughs) It's like 2020 times 2. 2020 the second. I hate it. Anyway, I'm so happy to be back recording because it's a little bit of routine and normalcy and I just missed you guys. Because it has been so long, I do have a couple of updates before we jump into tonight's case. Number one, I want to talk to you about our end of month true crime Zoom chats. I feel like I don't talk about them enough. We do an end of the month Zoom chat where we talk about, you know, interesting cases, unsolved cases, and any new updates or really anything else true crime related. They're super laid back. You can grab a drink, hop on, and chat with me and a bunch of other really great people who are all interested in true crime. 
These Zoom chats are open to everyone, so I really hope you'll consider hopping on. The next one will be on January 31st at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I'll have all of the details over on my Facebook page. If you're not on my Facebook page, make sure you search for Serial Society True Crime Discussion Group, and it should pop up, but I'll also have the link in my show notes. For 2022, my first episode of each month will be the Unsolved Case of the Month, and we'll kick off every Zoom chat starting with that case. So we'll walk through evidence, suspects, and theories, and then we'll open it up to the floor to talk about any other cases you might want to talk about. So that means tonight's episode will be our very first case of the month. And spoiler alert, we'll be talking about the unsolved murder of Kylan Schultz and Crystal Turner, two women who were killed last year at their campsite. They had mentioned a creepy guy that seemed to be following them, and some even believe that that creepy guy could be Brian Laundrie. Now, it's actually not as far-fetched as it sounds. This case didn't seem to get as much coverage because the murders happened around the same time as Gabby Petito, so I definitely want to talk about it now and keep it at the forefront. So yes, that will be our first case of the month and all of the details will be over on the Facebook group page. Speaking of Facebook, I have a giveaway happening until the end of this month. You have the opportunity to win a cereal napper pillow and a color-changing Bluetooth skull speaker. This giveaway is open internationally and it runs until the end of January. All of the details are posted in a pinned post at the top of my Facebook page. So check out Serial Napper on Facebook and go enter. A quick word about my Patreon page. If you're not familiar with it, I do two bonus ad-free episodes each month for my Patreons. And memberships start at just $2 a month. There are higher tiers as well, and they include benefits like a show shout-out, Serial Napper merchandise, bonus gifts, and more. If you're interested in learning more about that or interested in becoming a Patreon, visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper. Which leads me to my first Patreon shout-out of 2022. I'd like to give a big shout out to new Patreon, Laura Sprague. I actually went to college with Laura back in the day, and she's the sweetest, kindest, most supportive person, especially since I started my podcast a year and a half ago. So thank you so much, Laura, for all of the love. It means the world to me. One final update before we get started. Once you are done here... Run, hop, skip, jump on over to listen to Crime Shack. It's a podcast created specifically for preteens and young adults who are interested in learning more about true crime stories. Gabs does a great job at telling the stories in a way that is appropriate for those who are 10 years old and up. So, if you have a preteen or a teen in your life that might not want to hear all of the super explicit details that are on other true crime podcasts, Get them listening to Crime Shack. It's very well done. Okay, I think that's all of the updates I had to cover tonight. There are a few other surprises to come, but I think I'll save that for next time. Let's jump into the unsolved murders of Kylan Schultz and Crystal Turner. And we'll start with Kylan's life and background because her father has been very vocal about who she was as a person and how far she had come in her life. Kylan was born in Vail, Colorado on September 5th, 1996 to her parents Sean Paul Schultz and Valerie Carr Schultz. 
She was the eldest of two siblings. She had a younger brother named Machion, who was four years younger than she was. Unfortunately, Machion would be killed when he was only 15 years old in an incident involving his friend and a gun. It was a really tragic accident. Machion had knocked on his friend's bedroom window, and his friend, who was only 17 years old at the time, thought that it was an intruder. So he grabbed a World War II-era 38 caliber handgun that was given to him as a present by his father, and he shot Machion. And Machion passed away from his injuries. This did end up going to court, but a jury found that the shooter committed justifiable homicide, and so no charges were brought forward. Still, like, this really affected Kylan. She was very close to her little brother. And this was kind of the catalyst to a downward spiral of depression. But she would also suffer through an abusive relationship that saw her shut down completely and just withdraw from everyone that she knew. Her father suggested that Kylan move to Moab, Utah with him for a fresh start. And she agreed, moving on January 27th, 2016. She told me that moving to Moab saved her life, her father would say. In Moab, she began to turn things around. She started to smile again, come out of her shell, and just really thrived. She was known to love sunflowers, and she would often sketch and paint them in her free time because it brought her peace. She even got a job that she enjoyed, working for the Moonflower Community Cooperative in Moab as a cashier. One patron of the store wrote on Facebook, She always greeted me in the morning. She would come out to the car to see my two girls and shower them with love and kindness. If she felt my energy was off, she always asked if she could hug me. While out on a hike with her father, Kylan met Crystal Turner, who also went by the name Crystal Beck. Crystal was quite a bit older than her, 13 years older actually, but the pair hit it off immediately. Visually, they were total opposites. Kylan was tall, young, and had these bright, beautiful, almost piercing blue eyes. She loved flowers and butterflies, soft and beautiful things, while Crystal was short, blonde, obviously a little bit older, and had this tough exterior. Her prized possession was her Harley Davidson. Yet, they had so much in common, not only an absolute love and passion for nature and exploration, but they also had both suffered through such tragedy and difficulties in their lives, and this really bonded them together. Crystal was born on December 30th, 1983, in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and she was one of four siblings. She had lost her father in a tragic car accident when she was younger, and this tragedy was a tough blow to her. Unfortunately, she turned to drugs, struggling with addiction for many years. However, when she began dating Kylan, she was clean and the pair were just really good for each other. It was on March 13th, 2019 that the pair officially began dating and they both seemed to be deeply in love. Crystal worked at the local McDonald's in town and her manager described her as a caring, reliable, and energetic employee, a little firecracker. She said that Crystal would ensure other McDonald's staff remained well-fed and learned every employee's coffee order. She made everybody at the store, whether they were there for a week or four years, feel like they were wanted and appreciated. A lot of people looked down on fast food careers. She made everyone feel like it was an actual job. Her manager also described how Kylan would walk for hours just to see Crystal at work. 
Every day, she would walk through the doors at 11 a.m., and everyone in the restaurant could hear Crystal yell out, Baby! It was clear to everyone that knew them that Kylan and Crystal were very much in love, and they were a great match because they both loved to spend their nights camping, exploring the desert, hiking, and just about anything outdoors. The couple would go around on Crystal's Harley-Davidson motorcycle, finding the most beautiful and fun outdoor spots to spend their time. The couple moved in together, but not in the way that you would think. They joined the van life movement. They bought a van, and they pretty much used it as a home base. However, they'd spend most of their time living outdoors at various campsites in the area. It fit perfectly with who they were as people. They turned the van into a camper, and they shared photos on Instagram with hashtag van life. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? This was exactly what Gabby Petito did, but this wouldn't be the only strange coincidence in the cases. We'll get to that later in tonight's episode. In April 2021, Kylan and Crystal decided to make it official and get married in a wedding as unique as they were. They were married in a treehouse in Crystal's home state of Arkansas, a suitable ceremony for a couple who loved the outdoors so much. When they returned back to Moab, they returned to living at a campsite in the South Meza area while still working in town, but mostly they were just enjoying their lives together as newlyweds. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so... I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in True Accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes? Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors Chef Crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors fresh, never frozen meals that are also dietitian approved. No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code napper50 at factormeals.com slash napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. On August 13, 2021, between the hours of 6 p.m. and 9 p.m., both Kylan and Crystal were seen on surveillance video from the bar hanging out with friends at Woody's Tavern, where they were regular customers. At the start of the evening, the women talked to their friends about a man that they encountered that was staying near their campsite, who they described as a creep. According to one of the friends, they said they were going to go pack up their things and move their campsite because he was still creeping them out. Before leaving the bar to return to their campsite in the LaSalle Mountains, one of the last things they said to their friends was, if anything happens to us, we were murdered. Of course, when they said it, they were joking. They had no idea what kind of fate awaited them. We do know that they made it back to their campsite, and they were texting back and forth with their friends throughout the evening. In one text message they sent, they noted that the creepy man had returned to the campsite, carrying more clothes and food, and he was parked closer to them than he had been previously. Then, later that evening, they just stopped responding to messages. No one really thought anything of it at the time, they just assumed that they had likely gone to bed for the evening. A few days went by and no one had heard from either of the women, but it didn't really become a concern until both of them missed their shifts at work, which never happened. And so on August 16th, Kylan Schult and Crystal Turner were reported missing. Two days later, on August 18th, their friend Cindy Sue Hunter decided to take matters into her own hands. She was going to go look for Kylan and Crystal herself. And let me tell you, this woman is an absolute hero. She called Kylan's dad and basically said, I don't know how I'm going to find them or what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go and I'm going to find your girls. Around 7 a.m. that morning, Cindy packed her car with supplies, including snacks, blankets, towels, and even a shovel in case the girl's car was stuck somewhere. She was fully prepared to spend the whole day searching. The first spot she went to look and to talk to people was the McDonald's that Crystal worked at, and one of the first things that she spotted was the couple's van parked in the parking lot. 
She peeked inside the van and found no one inside, so now she knew that they were likely driving their silver Kia, or perhaps the Harley. Cindy briefly spoke with Crystal's co-workers at McDonald's, and then she got back on the road to continue her search. She drove by the Pack Creek area and then drove up to the LaSalle Mountains, where she saw hikers, so she stopped to show them some photos of Kylan and Crystal, but the hikers said that they hadn't seen them. There were a few different campsites located in the LaSalle Mountains, and Cindy checked each of them, until she found Kylan and Crystal's site. She knew it was theirs because the first thing that she saw was the silver Kia. Then, she noticed their belongings, including a pet rabbit in a cage, one that they would always take with them. The campsite itself was absolutely silent. She quickly called the police, and then she called Kylan's father, Sean Paul, to let him know what she had found. And while she was on the phone with him, she began walking around the campsite, looking for any clues as to where the women might be. She walked towards the creek, and that's when she saw Kylan's body. Unfortunately, she was still on the phone with Sean Paul when she made this gruesome discovery. Sean Paul began screaming and telling Cindy to get the heck out of there quickly. This is an isolated campsite. Clearly, someone has hurt Kylan, and the perpetrator could still be in the area. So, Cindy quickly got back in her car, drove back up to the main road, and waited for the police to arrive. Can we just pause here for a second and acknowledge just how amazing Cindy is for locating these girls? At this point, they had been missing for five days. The police had been on notice for two days, and it was Cindy who was able to find them, not the police. Unfortunately, it was too late. They never stood a chance. Police would arrive on the scene, and it would be noted in the warrants that they found the women's car, their tent, a makeshift rabbit shelter, and items that were common for long-term camping at the site. In the creek, both the bodies of Kylan Schult and Crystal Turner were discovered. They were naked from the waist down. One of the women also had her bra pulled up over her chest. Both had been killed by multiple gunshot wounds to their backs, sides, and chests, so it was an absolute frenzy. Information has not been released with regards to whether Kylan and Crystal were sexually assaulted or not. What's really unfortunate is that it had rained and hailed in the past five days before the bodies were discovered, so a lot of the evidence had been washed away, including any tire marks or any DNA that was on the bodies. The murders of these women completely shocked the community of Moab. This is a place where things like this just don't happen. It's a quiet, welcoming, tight-knit community of around 5,000 residents, so people were absolutely terrified at the thought of a serial killer running loose in their town. It's also a bit of a transient area with people flowing through to camp or hike through the mountains, so residents weren't sure if there was a killer who lived amongst them or if it was someone passing through. Either way, they really came together to rally around Kylan's father, Sean Paul, to help him with funeral expenses for both girls and travel expenses because he became a really big part of the investigation. Sean Paul has made it no secret that he believes the police have failed throughout the investigation, starting right at the beginning, before the girls' bodies were discovered. As I mentioned, it was a family friend, Cindy, who found the girls. 
Sean Paul would say that he had begged the police to look for them, but that they hadn't really taken their disappearance seriously, likely due to their transient lifestyle. After the women's bodies were found, Sean Paul set up a venue he called a clue booth at a park in Moab, where people could come and talk to him about any information that they might have had, any sightings or any details that they may not have relayed to police. Then he would take the information and he would bring it directly to the FBI. He did this for weeks, and he received a ton of tips, but only a few solid ones that he was able to turn into authorities. Unfortunately, we still don't have any solid leads as to who killed Kylan and Crystal. And their case hasn't received the media attention it should have, particularly last year when it happened. The world was preoccupied with Gabby Petito's disappearance, which was very high profile, as you know, and they happened practically at the same time. But what's really interesting is the strange connections between Gabby Petito, Brian Laundrie, and Kylan and Crystal. When I first saw the news reports connecting the two, I kind of shrugged it off as gossip and rumors. But after digging into it further, there's a real possibility that the couples may have met before their deaths. If you weren't following the Gabby Petito story, Gabby went missing during this van lifestyle road trip with her fiancé Brian Laundrie. She was reported missing by her family on September 11th after Brian had returned home to Florida without Gabby on September 1st. Gabby's remains were found on September 21st at the Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. And Brian would later go on to kill himself after a very long manhunt they found his body. But before they ever made it to Wyoming... The couple was in Moab, Utah, where Kylan and Crystal lived and worked. Now, you all remember that video of the police questioning Gabby and Brian after a domestic dispute, right? It went absolutely viral. Well, that domestic dispute happened just outside of the Moonflower Cooperative store that Kylan worked at. This all happened on August 12th, the day before Kylan and Crystal were last seen alive. It is reported that Kylan was working on this day, so did she see the fight between Gabby and Brian that was just outside of her store? It's quite possible. That evening, the police asked Brian to stay in a hotel while Gabby took possession of the van that they were sleeping in. Well, the hotel that Brian went to that evening was the Bowen Hotel, which is only a seven-minute walk from the Woody's Tavern, which is the bar that Kylan and Crystal were last seen at. So did Brian visit the bar, maybe grab a drink or play some pool to cool off? We don't know, but again, it's possible. One theory is that Kylan saw Brian slapping Gabby, and when the police were called, maybe Brian assumed that she was the one who had called the police. Abusers don't like to be called out on their behavior, so maybe he retaliated. Of course, this is all speculation, but we're talking about a town of 5,000 people, a couple is murdered the day after Brian assaults Gabby outside of the grocery store where one of them works, and then he goes on to murder Gabby. If it's all just a coincidence, it's a crazy one. Before Gabby's body had been found, the Ground County Sheriff put out a statement that said, It has been determined that the Gabby Petito missing person case is unrelated to the double homicide case involving Crystal Turner and Kylan Schultz so it doesn't seem that they are investigating this possible link any further. So who else is a suspect? 
Well, almost a week after the women's bodies were found, the sheriff in San Miguel, Colorado, put out a warning on Facebook that read, Sheriff Masters wants the citizens and visitors to our county to know of an armed man who has been illegally camping in a Telluride area. The individual has been arrested three times in the Norwood and Telluride areas since July 1st for charges including weapons offenses, burglary of a local laundromat, possession of meth, trespassing, and theft. The judge has repeatedly released this man from jail on PR bonds over the objections of the district attorney's office. Today, August 23rd, more than three dozen weapons were found around his campsite in the Mill Creek area of Telluride, including knives, hatchets, and a crossbow and several swords, just yards off a popular hiking trail. The campsite had been illegally constructed on private property. In light of the past week's double homicide of campers outside of Moab, I want to caution people to be aware of their surroundings. Unfortunately, beyond that statement, there hasn't been any evidence recovered that would tie this person to the murders of Kylan and Crystal, but of course that doesn't mean that he didn't do it or doesn't have information. There was also a wedding happening down the road where Kylan and Crystal were camping that included a wedding party of around 100 guests. They were all staying at the cabin rental properties at Whispering Oaks Ranch, which apparently has a clear view of the women's campsite. According to Kylan's aunt, the father of the bride called the sheriff's office and the FBI on September 16th to offer the guest list for potential leads, but no one contacted him or returned his call, so it's unclear if these guests were looked at or questioned. But that's a hundred people that were in the area, and even if there's not a suspect here, it is quite possible that maybe someone saw something. As I mentioned, they had a clear view to the campsite, so maybe someone did see something that could help. And that's basically where we're at with this story. As of today, there have not been any official suspects named in the murders of Kylan Schultz or Crystal Turner. The FBI and the Utah State Bureau of Investigations has stepped in to assist with the investigation, so that's good news. We know the FBI gets things done. And Kylan's father, Sean Paul, he's hired a private investigator named Jason Jensen to work on the case. There's a $10,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of those responsible, and anyone with information that could possibly advance the case is encouraged to call the Grand County Sheriff's Office at 435-259-8115. They're asking people to keep all tips or information off of social media. At the end of this month, I'd like to chat about this case in our True Crime Zoom chat. This will be the first case of the month, and I'll have all details and a bunch of supplemental resources posted over on my Facebook group. You can find the Facebook group by searching Serial Society True Crime Discussion Group, or you can check the link in my show notes. I would love to hear your thoughts on this case, and in particular, if you think this double homicide has anything to do with Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petito, or if you think it's all just a strange coincidence. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper, or I'm on YouTube, Nikki Young, Serial Napper. That's all one word. 
If you'd like more ad-free exclusive content as well as supplemental documents and details on the cases I cover, make sure you join my Patreon page at patreon.com slash serialnapper. I post two additional Patreon-only episodes over on my Patreon each month, so go check it out. Until next time, don't be a Dahmer. Yeah, I'm bringing that back for 2022. Bye. I'm Dean, I'm the dad. I'm Laura, I'm the mom. And I'm Crystalyn, I'm the daughter. And together we are... Family Plot! The Family Plot Podcast, a show where we discuss history, folklore, true crime, and the paranormal. Minus all the oogie bits. We are PG-13. Don't ruin the commercial. Catch us looking into special topics like the origins of fairy tales, Sherlock Holmes, and the trial of Dr. Hyde and Mr. Swope. Find out who Dad Man Crush is. Or what happens in Krista's corner. But behave, you two. So come be a part of the fam. Available on Google, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Family Plot Podcast. Bye!